Welcome back to Six Man Pod. Back with another episode. It's been a little bit of a break. We took a little bit of a little Christmas break. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, tons of uh, tons of stuff happened. But, like, I don't know. F- feels like we would have been talking about the same shit. Yeah, probably. You know, we were just too sad to get into it, really. Yeah, I was drowning my sorrows in lemon pepper wings and strippers. Yeah. Uh, Raptors, as of today, recording January 11th, 2021. Happy New Year. We're two and seven. Uh, <laughs> so, again, we, we won a game against the Knicks, as if that's a crowning achievement. Yeah. Julius Randle and that yeah. squad. You know, we went without Lowry uh, last game as well. Um you know there's a lot to talk about there but really i think it's more important that we kind of look ahead we're, we've kind of turned a little bit of a corner in the season early you know we're, we're no longer shit yeah we're getting better yeah getting for better. sure there's definitely better. improvements i was trying to come up with some punny analogy or some shit no yeah, you know, we were gonna have to change our name to the Sad Men Podcast. The Sad Men Podcast featuring the Tampa Bay Raptors. But yeah, we're taking them back. Yeah, no, it's it is not. It was not good, but I think the Sacramento game kind of yeah lifted everyone's spirits. Even though they were up by like fucking twenty points in yeah. the first quarter, yeah, we this came is, back. This is typical Raptors, though. This is even the last two years. This is typical Raptors. Yeah, it's like. Let's fuck around for two, three quarters and then like pull it out in the end. I know, which is what was completely different about how we started, which was we'd come out hot, be up by 20 points. And then lose in the and third. And then lose it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like you still sweat a little bit because it's like at least before, well, when we had quiet and we'd get down, it'd be fine because it's like, okay, well, we've got a really solid team. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had a lot of good contributors and we kept on doing it. So I felt a little bit more comfortable. This year, it was a bit of a red flag or a question mark, I should say, because, you know, you get down and, and you're like, okay, do do we even have enough scoring to get back in? Because yeah. what our big issue is scoring. And like, mm-hmm. even when we're leading, we're, we're having a hard time doing that. So it's like, do we have the, the scoring capabilities to get back into this game? Yeah. But before we even get into the Golden State Warrior game, I just want to clown on Twitter a little bit. Uh, it's it's funny, dude, and it always is. Like, listen, we were pretty hard on Pascal too, but I don't think ever anybody on this show uttered on this show or even said on Twitter anything along the lines of trading Pascal no. Siakam for at least the James Harden trade, which was very common. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how people change overnight. There was this one clown named Josh something. I don't know his name. I, I don't know his name because I don't Lundberg care. Josh Lewenberg from TSN. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh Lewenberg. Um, and he literally was on the verge of a mental breakdown for the last two weeks. Messiah is a coward. Fuck Pascal. Let's trade him. And, like, I'm, I'm calling him out. But, like, there was a few. There's actually a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. And... Now that Pascal has kind of come back and and resumed what we kind of know uh, of the regular Pascal, uh, the narrative's really changed, especially after the Golden State Warrior game. Yeah, for sure. 
I, these guys on Twitter have like, you know, twitchy fingers. Yeah. As soon as someone does anything wrong, they're like, oh, we got to trade him. Yeah. We got to fire Nick Nurse. We got to trade, you know, Siakam. Listen, I'm still open, and I think you should always be open to like, the team hasn't performed as well as we'd like them to. And I think you still keep options open and look at what is potentially out there on the market. Like what kind of trades are out there? What kind of assets are teams looking for? Are, is, is it viable to make a trade right now? Like all of these things, do you look at potentially tanking the season? And now that I think that's an even more valid concern because you've got so many fucking players out because of COVID which mm-hmm. I knew was going to happen. You have to be an idiot not to see this happen. Yeah. And the protocol is very strict, which is good, about like if you are playing against somebody for like 15 minutes or something, yeah. and you're put into COVID protocol if they get COVID. Like when you talk about asterisks seasons, this could literally be an asterisk season because you have somebody for like sure. Jason Tatum yeah. sitting out for two like weeks. two weeks. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of games. Yeah, and that's sure. your number one guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not sure. They got postponed last night, the Miami-Boston game. And I just got an update now that says tonight's game, Dallas and New Orleans is postponed. So I don't know. And also another thing why it could be an asterisk uh, season is because no fans, you know. This this sport has been made to have fans that, you know, there's a reason there's home court advantage. And I think the Raptors r- rely heavily on that because we're the greatest fans on the fucking planet. Yeah. Uh, so if if they don't have that, and also they're not even in the country, and they're, like, one of the farthest spots they could be from Toronto. Yeah. Then, like, yeah. obviously we're not getting that advantage. But it's, it's all a part of a greater conspiracy that is meant to thwart... <laughs> Canadian basketball. That's right. Even though we created the fucking sport. Yeah. Um, a few points on what you said. First of all, Philly got shafted. Other games yeah. got postponed. Philly had to dress an injured player. They forced Philly to fucking play the game yeah. with like Dwight Howard at point guard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you never see the day where Dwight Howard's playing point guard. You know you're pretty fucked. Yeah. And NBA just released their power rankings uh, literally 42 seconds ago. And fifth is is the 76ers and they're down well of course you guys made them play with no players yeah like i i just don't understand why why okay so why are the the these players not allowed to play because of the covid protocol that suggests that like have they been doing something wrong well i think one of the issues is is i don't know if anybody's i'm sure there are tons of players that aren't following the protocols correctly that's almost a given yeah but a lot of players are having to sit or go into quarantine because they're in contact with other players because that's what the rules are. One of the issues, though, is is like I think a lot of these cases aren't actually people's faults. It's just the situations we're putting them in. They get to live their regular lives. They're living in cities, counties, towns, uh, yeah. states that have varying levels of COVID rules, and that's an excuse to do what you want. A lot of places you can go inside and eat. You can go do whatever you want. A lot of a lot of cities are operating like everything's all right. So then you're going to get higher COVID numbers and you're going to see players get COVID. Yeah. A lot of these guys have entourages, which is fine. You know, a lot of them are supporting their friends and family. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean those guys are following the rules either. And if yeah. you're around, you're living in the same house, you're hanging out with the boys, shit's going to happen. Um, the league, you know, it's... They pulled the uh, executives, and I think it was like sixty percent plus thought that the that the season was in jeopardy. Yeah, and it could be like there's games being postponed every night. 
Well, yeah, and I know that they released half a schedule for the reason for a reason, but like what happens when it inevitably spreads because these guys are all playing against each other and you end up with teams of six how and then you get into the playoffs <laughs> and you could literally have a literally shit team make it to the playoffs and win the championship because of some technicalities because of covid unfortunately yeah you know and that's why we say it's quite possibly going to be an asterisk year and it's pretty much is an asterisk year um no but fans. if if the raptors win it's not an asterisk year we're the greatest team on that's the planet right. uh right. no one can stop us and we deserve all the credit in the world no fans at Amelie anymore, which is good. Yeah, it's that was bullshit. stupid. I, you know what sent me into? I was so mad when they, we were playing Boston, and people were booing. During, you could hear boos clearly during our free throws, yeah. and I wanted to go down there and strangle all the assholes. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of the Celtics fans were like uh, saying, "There's a huge New England population that lives down there." Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's no different than when we go to Detroit and there's more of us than them. But one of the issues is it's like there's only 2,000 people in there. And if 80% of them are not even fucking Toronto fans, it's like, why? Like, first yeah. of all, it was a bad move to let people in. because Well, you're not like going to be not, making money from it. It's not good optics either. And now they're, like, booing you. So it's literally just another road yeah. game. Now, because of apparently citing the rising COVID numbers yeah. in that area of Florida, they're shutting uh, it down, which, which is good. I, I don't want fans back in there regardless for multiple reasons and the thing about boston like boston's a sick city one of the coolest cities in sports history but like their fans you do not want to play against them you know they they've always said going to boston is one of the hardest cities to play in for any sport because they're so passionate and yeah. just dickheads about everything yeah like it's so that's why the like you it was so noticeable during the celtics game exactly so, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about the Golden State game. Uh, we, you know, it was an interesting game because you come in. Steph Curry's actually been pretty hot after a pretty mm-hmm. slow start by Golden State. They were five and four. Steph Curry had been going off. Andrew Wiggins has been looking really good. Yeah. So you come into this game expecting it actually to be a tough game because whenever you're playing against Steph Curry. You can love him or hate him, but, like, the dude can fucking score the ball. Yeah. And, like, you're never too safe because you could just go on a three-minute run and score, like, 15 fucking points. points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't score that many points. Uh, he had an off-night shooting. A lot of people – it's interesting, too, the, and this is, this, this is bullshit. Uh, you know, everybody's like, Steph had an off night. He had an off-shooting night, blah, 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 blah. But also the fucking defense on we were by Fred clamps. were just was just insane. And yeah. you know what? This guy knows knows how to guard Steph. He did it in the finals. Mm-hmm. He knows what what's going on. But like, regardless, we were down fucking like by ten points, double digits, almost the entire game. Yeah, for sure. There was times where we were down over twenty, I believe. Yeah, and like. We 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 started we, our new lineup, which was which was small. Mm-hmm. You had basically you had Pascal at least at the five, but mostly the Simon at the five. I'd say would probably be like OG. Yeah, uh, and you had Norm Powell in there uh, with Fred, and and Lowry was back. Um, Lowry had an off game too, which we'll come to talk about yep. until the fourth quarter. But we were seeing instantly a lot of things we liked, like obviously Fred. Fred's kind of become the best player for us this season and Pascal is getting a lot better and you know 
rebounding, he was a lot better. Uh, his assist and passing is a lot better. The dude's still getting doubled and tripled when he goes into the post, and his ability now to pass out has mm-hmm. been great. Yeah. He's not getting fucking spit roast in the post anymore. Um, but Kyle wasn't doing anything. And one of our issues, I still think, is like our bench production. Like you had Boucher come off the bench. Yeah. Boucher. Boucher. Yeah, Boucher's had a good year. His per number. He's looking awesome. Lead. Yeah. He he is looking really good. I'm going to put my vote on MVP for Chris Boucher. MVP, yeah. Hey, like, listen, if he continues to play the season like this, he could be MIP. Like, that's that's a very Yeah, for thing. sure. Um, You know, 15 off the bench with six rebounds. Uh, but I'm, you, I'm, what I liked about yesterday is his three point. 66.7% three-point percentage. Yeah, he's a streaky shooter, but like when he, he's had it on the last few games. Yeah. His release is looking better. He's faster. He He's taking better shots. It's so. just, The way he shoots, you cannot get confident behind <laughs> him because he pulls the ball back. So far. But like way behind his head. And then you, he releases, and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. All yeah. right. And yeah, then it goes yeah, in. And then it goes in, yeah. But like look at this bench, man. It's like. It's horrible. Do you. You have uh, Malachi. I, and I don't want to harp on this guy. He's a rookie, but like he's your, he's your eighth man coming off here. Sixth man, sorry. No, actually, your seventh man. Zero points, three assists. You have Terrence Davis, who looks like absolute dog shit. Three points. You mm-hmm. got Stanley Johnson. Three points. You got Utah Wantanabe, who's a great defender, but yeah. it's the same as Stanley Johnson. Zero offense. Mm-hmm. His his uh, rebounding ability though is pretty fucking crazy. And I like his, the way he rebounds. his footwork is is really fucking good. Yeah. But like, listen, you can't have a bench that scores. Okay, like, okay, let's include Boucher. That's 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. 23 points off the bench. Roughly. And Golden State was hitting thirty five or something with their bench. And if you take Chris Boucher off that. That's fifteen points. Also, like Boucher should probably be starting in Norm Powell would probably be coming off the bench and he only had nine points like yeah norm continues to be a disappointment like he had one good game like okay game yeah but like, i don't get it i i don't understand where those where the option like if he's sometimes he's so hot and he's hitting every three and he's getting great looks and he's dunking on fucking people's nuts and then other games he just kind of curls up into a little ball and I, 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 I don't have a lot of patience left for him because it's like this is his sixth year in the league he's not a rookie he's not a sophomore like he should know what he can do and he should be able to consistently do it. And he's been yeah. super inconsistent. And I don't have patience for anyone except for Malachi, really. Like, well, yeah. every everyone else on the team. I'm just like, I, the, the reason I have patience for Malachi is because I like him and he's got a weird name. <laughs> um, and I, I've seen, like, you've, you, you've seen what he's kind of capable of and yeah. obviously when you're getting into it he's getting it's it's hard he's and getting you, used to the pace of the league he's getting used yeah. to the type of competition that he's mm-hmm. gonna have to play and also i'm sure it's fucking as a guard it's nerve-wracking as hell to go out with kyle lowry who's like you know one of the best in the league yeah. when you're playing with them ultimately and he's throwing that's gonna the make ball better though yeah it is but uh like these first couple games, he has had some good streaks and some good moments. But yeah, last night he wasn't superb. But uh, I got patience for him. Stanley Johnson, on the other hand, no, no, it's wow. Stanley Johnson's this year. Patrick McCaw, it's like the same shit. It's like I know Nurse really likes the D, and mm-hmm. like I know we have to make our identity about D, and we have to get stops and stuff like that. But like, and it's not really his fault. 
we haven't really tooled a good bench. Yeah. Like it's not a very good bench. Like you literally have Aaron Baines and Alex Len getting Fuck. zero minutes. minutes. Yeah. Bane, what happened to him? I was on the Bane train and uh he has sucked. Yeah, where's Jimbo? He'd be fucking happy. Yeah, right I now. know. Uh, Baines, okay, like listen, I read an interesting post about Baines. So he had COVID in the summer, right? And it took him a little bit to get back to normal. Apparently, like he actually got hit pretty hard by it. Fatigue, had trouble he's breathing. Got the COVID and stuff. brain. Do you think it's possible that like he still hasn't really recovered from it? Sure. Like this is a different sport. Let's talk about Cam Newton in the NFL. That guy came out so hot in the season, got COVID, mm-hmm. and then was terrible. I think there's some foggy brain thing that goes on for months after having COVID. That 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 is the thing that they've scientifically proven. Like there there's some people that have permanently lost IQ yeah. uh, because of it. And like the thing is, um, the Phoenix fans were saying th- a lot of things about him that I wasn't seeing. And, like, the Phoenix fans, like, they're pretty copped on. They they know their players well and stuff. And they were saying, like, Baines is, uh, you know, a solid guy. He's he, he does hard screens. He really goes for the boards mm-hmm. and stuff. I wasn't seeing a lot of that from him in this early season. No, and, and he forgot to wash his hands after he lubed up after an Aussie jerk. Because <laughs> he was butterfingers. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he can't, like catch the ball dude yeah like, i don't it's know it's orange and it's round fucking catch yeah it. i know it's yeah. it was really weird watching that phoenix game but he's kind of caught the bench he's he's getting splinters right now and then you have somebody like alex len who nurse went to i think he started too against in in sacramento right and like len is a third string center at best and yeah. now you have to pull from like it's good that nurse went with the small ball lineup Mm-hmm. Like, it's still obvious that we need size. And, like, I'd love to have somebody like a Serge Ibaka. Yeah. But, like, this is our best lineup. Th- like, this five. When we're playing games like, you know, uh, Sacramento, it doesn't really matter that much because we're fast enough and we got smart enough offense that we should be able to just fucking body them. Mm-hmm. But when you play teams like, uh, I don't know, Philly with Dwight Howard and the lakers and you know or yeah philly with joel Embiid. yeah we're gonna get posterized yeah like because the thing with boucher is like i i honestly think offensively boucher is an all right option Mm -hmm. to go against big centers because he's got he uh, can bounce off he can bounce off he's also got speed on them he's got Mm -hmm. quickness on them like but defensively you know you have to rotate him out onto your power yeah. forward one of the issues too is i uh, you know og's been under a lot of uh pressure to be better this season yeah um, he's kind of looked like ass yeah he had one good game but i'm wondering too if we're playing small and he's having to guard centers is he exerting a lot of his energy playing against these centers all game mm-hmm. yeah and like he's not a guy yet that can create his own offense so <laughs> if you're leaving him to be set up you know, he's been short around the rim a few times. He's, you know, I wonder it's because he's fucking exhausted from yeah. getting bodied by these guys. And he's doing a great job because he's a great defender. But, like, he's putting his effort in the defensive end, hoping that, you know, on offense, he's not going to have to do a lot of those things, which is good and bad for, for the team. Like, it's good because we ha- we can rely on him, but it's bad if you're looking at a development angle of, like, trying to get him to score more. Mm-hmm. Did you know it's Chris Boucher's birthday today? How old is he? 40? 28, I think. 
28. So let's let's continue talking about uh, probably one of the greatest <laughs> players that ever lived, Chris Boucher. Okay. Good Canadian boy. Let's talk about his blocking last night. Because that guy was on fucking fire. He was catching everything going at the net. But he also got himself into foul trouble, which is one of the biggest issues with Boucher. Yeah. He's always, his arms are so long mm-hmm. that he's always just whipping, whipping them around, you know? Yeah. Which he, is good in some aspects, like last excited. night. Yeah, for sure. We've had a lot of foul trouble, though, as a whole team. Like, we play a very. Uh, Pascal fouled out two games in a row, right? Yeah. We play in a very aggressive O style. Mm hmm. And, or sorry, D style. Like, we're really bodying these guys, and that's fine, but like, you're going to expect higher fouls. But with somebody like Boucher, this has always been the issue with him in extended minutes is that if you give him more than like 15, 20 minutes, he's probably going to foul out. Yeah. He needs to, if he wants to be a starter, and if he's he got to clean up, he's got to clean up a lot of those mistakes because a lot of them are stupid B ball IQ mm-hmm. mistakes. Like, they're mistakes that he shouldn't be making, like him jumping. Yeah, on, on a ball fake or like him getting a little too handsy, like you were saying, yeah. like a lot of that shit needs to be cleaned up. Um, Which would just make him even better as a player. Like if he got yeah. that, if he got his fouls down, yeah, he would be insane. Well, that's the thing about Boucher; he's got the tools. If he's consistent, he can be a, actually a starter. Yeah, in this league, or at least a six man, like a really good six man, but. These are the things. These are always the question marks. Yeah. And that can be said about a lot of players. Mm-hmm. That can be said about Norman Powell. Yeah, definitely. Like consistency, you know. Like for sure. That's a struggle for a lot of these. You say that about fucking Jeff Green, who's been in this league for a long time, but he's never really been able to take that leap because mm-hmm. of a consistency issue. Like, these are things that a player may or may not figure out. Yeah. Uh, another thing we got to talk about is regarding fouls is you have to take into account which team you're playing. See, yeah. Since we played Golden State last night, who have the has the fucking NBA golden boy, <laughs> Steph Curry, you know we're going to have shit refing yeah. because these guys yeah. suck on Steph's dick. And also they have Draymond Green, which is who is one of the biggest whiners yeah. on the goddamn planet. Yeah. And he had these lime green shoes on. He looks so stupid. He's got a dumb face, dumb rat face. Dude, I just love Draymond Green getting his respect and pulling up for those threes and just breaking everything. Oh, it's up. hilarious! It, it's funny as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and remember, yeah. remember when he uh, he was setting up for a pick, and then Freddie bumped into him, and, and he then he fell. he flew across the. F- it's yeah. like, dude, you have Long like city. six inches on Freddie. Yeah. That's what makes me hate fucking Golden State and uh, any other hate team that doesn't. Yeah, I know. The, the flopping, like I know, I know people say Kyle does it, mm-hmm. but he does it to accentuate actual contact. He's not creating, you know, fake contact. That's what these fucking guys are doing. Draymond Green, you're scum. I hate you. Steph Curry, you can shoot the ball good, but I'm not a huge fan of you either. The thing that, yeah, that one against that, that Draymond one was bad. My least favorite one is like the Damian Lee one, the oh, kicking. Oh, fuck. That like, w- listen, like, I understand that Kyle probably fouled on the play before. Like, I think you, you could make that argument. 100%. There was contact. Like, But, like, dude, you're fucking scissor kicking. That's I know. That's dangerous. What if he would have kicked our players in the face? Well, and you had a move earlier in the game. I forget. Well, Brad Wanamaker's trying to go for nut punches again. That's Ugh, a classic So Celtic ugly. Bullshit. So ugly. But, and then, I, don't, I forget who it was early in the game. Pascal was clearly 
about to grab that loose ball and somebody went right for his fucking knees and if yeah. he landed the wrong way it could have been a season ending injury like, yeah for sure eyes man like it's not just golden state it's all these teams man it's like you got to be a little bit more careful you got to look at a little bit more situational awareness and like we've got to end you've got to be fouled or given some form of punishment in the game for scissor kicking yeah like what the fuck you don't you can't just to, do that you can't do that it's it's stupid also it's dangerous for you i think you land back down on one leg and you don't land right you're gonna fucking break your ankle or some yeah. shit so it's like it serves you right but don't for be sure scissor kicking um but let's talk about that final possession there yeah so damien lee scissor kicks gets the line hits two pussy two free throws to put them up one yeah then we drop a play at the other end now nick nurse said it was plan b but what we ended up happening is we had inbound mm-hmm. pascal in the backcourt everybody mm-hmm. spread out guarded by wiggins yeah apparently now wiggins is a defensive savant after this <sighs> by the way which a. is which is funny it's classic pascal dribbles the ball he goes into him he spins and gets a steps back steps fade back away. fade away long two it goes in but rims out yeah now i think i don't know nick nurse it's not the rim job i was hoping for last night fuck i know right i was hoping for something a little bit better (laughs) but nick nurse didn't give us what the actual play was because uh they're probably going to use it again yeah who do you think first option was i still think it was pascal but i think what they were actually looking for was they were looking to give him a driving lane because probability is two things either he gets an easy drive you only need two points right yeah so you get drive for two points and you get it and then you get or you get fouled and then you win it at the line yeah um which is what i didn't understand because from where we were which is like yeah. three thousand miles away from golden state wiggins like you were saying is not crazy fast so when Pascal was coming up, why didn't he pick that left lane and drive up and try and get a foul? If yeah. he gets any contact whatsoever, that's all you need to do is sink two baskets. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, you sink one overtime. Yeah. Better yeah. than just doing your fadeaway two, which I know, which it pisses me off because every time we fucking watch Sportsnet, I got to hear Leo's bullshit. Yeah. And every time he does that and it goes in, Leo's like, wow, what a great shot. What a great look. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so happy he took that. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's not a high percentage shot, the no. fadeaway thing. Like, I understand if there's, uh, like, three seconds left on the shot clock and you got to get one off. Fair enough. But if there's, like, 11 or 12 seconds left on the shot clock, you do not need to be doing the, fade like, long-range two fadeaway thing. Yeah, like, and you, I'd gamble it, too, because Pascal got the line a little bit more. Like, listen, the refing was pretty bad on both sides of the yeah. entire game. They let him play real hard. There was a lot of contact, so he might not have gotten a call. But, like, I would have tried for it. But, you know, a lot of the – after the game, a lot of people were talking shit about Pascal. Listen, people are making fun of his spin move. I think the spin move was actually okay in this instance because it, it gave him some separation. Yeah, it gives space. But – one of the things that I'm not liking is is like people are like, oh, you can't blame Pascal, blah, 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 which is funny because literally three games ago, everybody would be asking for him on a crucifix right now. Yeah. Um, but I do, I am critical of one thing and it's not that. I think that's fine and like you can give him reps at taking those shots because like if he wants to be that superstar player for us then he's going to need to hit shots like that like more mm-hmm. of a Kawhi style but it's his fucking lack of ability to hit his free throws this game and he wasn't the only one I know Kyle missed a few and stuff like that but like yeah. dude Kyle like, missed two which I don't think I've ever seen before yeah like like two on 
two consecutively. Consecutive ones. Like we would have won this game on free throws alone if we yep. actually hit them. It wouldn't have been a fucking issue. Uh, Pascal, I think, was like something like five for nine or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't it, good. It wasn't good, and you don't have to put yourself in situations like that. They're called free throws for a reason. Mm-hmm. You need to hit them. Yeah. And like we complain about these guys not getting to the line, well they get to the line and then they don't then hit they their don't shots. Hit so you throws. can't complain. Like it's frustrating because it's like it's a it was a winnable game for sure, and you lost it because of that. So in the end, like there are glimpses of a lot of good things to come with the Raptors. One of the key things is is with Pascal actually scoring the ball now, you can see that the offense is better. Yeah, without for a doubt. sure. We well, it's like watching those earlier on games. I would, it's the, there's nothing good to come out of them, and you're just like, fuck, we're yeah. probably going to lose every single game. Yeah. And then watching a game like last night, which was definitely obtainable, like we lost by one point. Yep. So uh, I, I was watching that. And also, that last rim job was just, it was just the luck of the draw, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a great chance it could have gone in. There's a chance it missed, and it just so happened to miss. Mm-hmm. But if that would have gone in, I would have been sucking Pascal's dick right now. Yeah. And, you know. We wouldn't we, be doing this podcast. Yeah, we'd be, you know, happy as shit. Yeah. But, you know, the last couple games, have been, there's been lots of good stuff to look at and focus on for sure. And I know the players are saying that they're rounding a corner, and Lavery said that the record isn't indicative of what the team is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I hope he's right about that. Um, me too for my bank account's sake yeah yeah because i i i i made a promise at the start of this that i was going to bet for the raptors to win every single game they played this season mm-hmm. and uh so far i'm gonna have to start giving handies under the bridge pretty soon technically, five dollars a man technically too it's like if you bet on the raptors winning every game this season based off their records the last few seasons you'd actually be making money yeah, for sure. But the issue with that is that, like last night, we were uh, supposed to win, and uh, w- the odds were like one point four for us, mm-hmm. just money line, which is just straight win. So I think I I had a point spread of us winning by like uh, minus three, I think. Okay. Uh, so I obviously didn't hit that. I also had the over. Over 220, I think it was. I didn't hit that either. So, uh, Raptors, if you're listening to this, let's get something going so I can start making some money pretty soon. Let's talk about tonight's game. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about how I can make some money tonight. So, we got Portland Trailblazers tonight. Who, um, who just played Sacramento, who played Sacramento on Saturday, the day after we played them. Beat them by 26 points. Okay. They're five and four. Mm-hmm. They're similar record to Golden State. Yep. Um, they're looking like they're a team still trying to early on in the season figure it out as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a similar situation because you have two people that can get hot real quick, and uh, it's CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. Yeah. So it's like a game like this, you're never really happy unless you have a massive lead because it's like these guys could just come out of the woodwork at any time and shoot themselves back into the game lillard scares me that guy can pick up so fast like there's there's times i've watched like when you're watching portland and he just gets pissed off and he's just like three 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 yeah and it's crazy also you got players on that team like carmelo anthony (laughs) but like carmelo anthony could just fuck us up i know i just hate his guts also double zero his number's double zero. You get you can be zero, but you can't be double. You can't zero. be double zero. Yeah. What do you think you are? A roulette Dude, circle. I really, <laughs> I really hope they put NS Cantor out so we can just abuse him in the pick and roll again. Oh yeah, 
Nice. I feel like we match up well against these guys because, like, they're not a big team. Like, I think literally the biggest player on their team is fucking Nurkic. So, yeah, that's going to get any consistent minutes. But they have Harry Giles, 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 whatever the fuck his name is. We were trying to sign this offseason. So, we'll see how he looks. But, like, the third. Harry Giles, the third. The third. In case anyone listening got confused. My bad. I feel like this is a winnable game too. For sure, yeah. Uh, when I was watching, I watched the uh, Portland game, and I actually I bet on Portland. So uh, okay. thanks, Damien. But I'm gonna have to go against you tonight, obviously. Uh, Nurkic didn't look super great. He was he had missed a couple, I think. Was mm-hmm. he injured or yeah, something? He's been I think injured, I yep. think he had an injury, and he was just coming back. He didn't look super great. He was pretty aggressive on the post, but. Damien obviously is pretty dope. Like Robert Covington is a great defender, so you're gonna have it'll be interesting. I'm assuming he'll probably be playing against Pascal a lot. Yeah, but yeah, Nurkic didn't look good. Like, but Lillard look, only had one three and seven attempts. Yeah, so that's fucking CJ McCollum had had 37. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and their bench is pretty good too. Like you have Gary Trent Jr. who's been looking better coming off the bench, and you got Carmelo Anthony who's probably gonna put in some points. We're gonna fuck Ennis Cantor if he gets. Yeah, that minutes. guy's just so slow. Yeah. He's so slow. We we should be able to just zip around him. It's a winnable game. Golden State's not that deep. If and the thing is, is we're good at defending guards. Yeah, like CJ. That was apparent last night when yeah. we put C- clamps on goddamn Curry. Steph Curry. Like, look, Davian Lillard, CJ McCollum are going to get points, but it's detaining them so they don't get thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I feel like we're good. You're betting, obviously, on the win tonight. Yes. Let, me, let me check the odds. I'm going with the win tonight, too. I, I feel like... Though, 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 though. It's a back-to-back. Yes, and they had to fly. How long is Portland? A couple it's, hours? Yeah, and it. They and it's a late-ass game. They played heavy minutes, dude. Like, Pascal played, like, 40 minutes last night. Yeah. He's so, young, though. Yeah, I know, but, like, <laughs> we'll see what's in the tank today. I'm hoping Lowry has a better game. Like, he came out... We didn't really talk about it, but he, like, saved the fourth quarter for us. He just fucking dominated the game. It's 17 points or 16 points in the fourth quarter. He had one point the rest of yeah. the game. And Fred told him, like, get your head out of your ass. You know, it's time yeah, to score. Yeah, for sure. And his head was out of the game, he said, because of his personal matter. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping Lowry comes out tonight and just fucking starts using that booty everywhere. Yeah, I want him to clap his cheeks all the way up to Dame time. Yeah. So about the lines, we are huge underdogs. Really? 2.7. Okay. They have the Trailblazers projected to win by minus five. And the over is two thirty and a half, which is crazy because, like, what is? Are we missing something here? Like, what's going? On? That's really weird because, like I said about Golden State last night, which you would think we would be the underdog for the Golden State game, uh, we're major unders for the uh, Trailblazers game, which is good for me because I think we're going to kick ass tonight, and I think. Uh, the thing about the Trailblazers is their defense hasn't been super hot. No. You got to – one of our issues is defending the three, though, so we got to make sure we're defending the three closing out on the mm-hmm. line. Uh, we can live with some of those shots, but, like, they shot 41% against Sacramento, and yeah. they'll shoot high percentage. Especially McCollum. That guy's crazy. If, yeah. he, if he pops off, starts shooting threes good, it's going to be nuts. Who are we going to have on him, do you think, Freddie? On McCollum? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, Probably. Like, or Dame, and you might put Lowry on McCollum. I don't know. Do you think we're going to go with the same lineup tonight? Yeah, probably. Norm Powell might also be guarding one of these guys. What if I, you know what I would do is I would put Boucher in for this. Norm? Yeah, for Norm. 
because like Nurkic, he's a big boy. Yeah, like you could see Nurkic having a big game just based off of what our matchup is. But mm-hmm. like, let's see, we'll see. OG can can guard him too. We'll see. OG yeah. can guard anybody. That's the thing. It's like we'll throw yeah. OG on whoever. Pascal can also guard pretty much anybody too. So it's yeah. like we'll see what happens. The fact that we're such an underdog makes me want to put like this house, the house we're in, <laughs> on the line because the I think house. we can win. Fucking throw a milli on the yeah. on the Raptors tonight. And- End up winning big. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they pull it out. Yep. All right. Six man pile. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah.